you have to be talented. You have to have talent. You can't just learn talent. True. Because across my businesses, I'm a businessman. Across all of my creative stuff, like the voice and the music and the comedy and the hosting, the events, that's talent. I can go on a, on a microphone with barely any information and entertain a crowd of 10,000. The Alpha Talks podcast crafts you and your business into an alpha, not for the faint-hearted. I am Saif Al-Hakim, serial entrepreneur and your success mentor, founder of the Alpha Movement, and people call me the Alpha. And that's for a reason, of course. With 20 plus years of experience and eight figures portfolio of businesses, myself and the show guests will be striking thunder of top-notch listening in business and mindset. No bull, just first-class value not like others, to join us now to become your own version of an alpha. Welcome back, alphas, to a new inspiring episode of the Alpha Talks podcast. Today in the studio, I've got a very special offer for you today. Today I'm hosting the renowned voice shape shifter and celebrated entrepreneur, Ahmad, as an Arab, I'll say Haffar, am I correct? Famously known as the voice of Dubai, Ahmed has left a mark in the world of audio production, shaping the sonic identity of numerous brands across the UAE and beyond. Hailing from a background marked by resilience and determination, Ahmed's story is a testament to transformative power of pursuing one's passion against all odds. From his early struggles in Lebanon to becoming a prominent figure in the Middle East media landscape, Ahmed's journey is a replete with insights and experience that have not only defined his career, but also shaped his unique approach to life, and the most importantly, also humor. Join us as we unravel the layers of Ahmed's exceptional career, delve in, into his groundbreaking work with Mind Loop Studios and Sonic Branding, and explore the profound impact of his distinctive comedic style. So, through this conversation, we aim to uncover the essence of his success, the driving force behind his creativity, and the invaluable lessons he has gathered along the way. Without further ado, let's welcome Ahmed Hafar to the Alpha Talk studio. And thank you, Ahmed, for joining us today. Wow, well, when you start off having a voice that beautiful, what am I doing here? No way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, brother. Thank you for uh, coming to us today. Thank you for having me, man. Let's do a start. Yeah. Yeah. So. Before, I want you to make an intro for our guests, for sure. our audience. But before that, yeah. let's say once we publish the episode, yeah. people will look at the thumbnail, will see the title, will yeah. see the creative, and then they will think it's interesting, actually. Yeah. What should we I promise so. them? <laughs> it is. I'm sure you have a lovely story. What can we promise them today that they will gain if they give us their time? Whatever in your head. Knowledge money can't buy. Okay. Let's give an intro. All right. The Alpha Talks. Let's start it out. Yeah. With the Alpha Talks. The Alpha Talks. Wait one second. Let me just turn it on. The Alpha Talks. The Alpha Talks. The Alpha Talks. There we go. Yeah. Sort of coming out of me. With the Alpha Talks with Saif Al Hakim, where we put you in a state of mind where as simple as can be is as important as it always needs to be. With Saif Al Hakim, Al Hakim will ma'ana. And at the same time, reality starts to unfold from one guest to another, one reality to another. We bring you unrivaled quality and beauty. 
in conversation and in quality of stories. This is the story of the Alpha Talks with yet another guest. This one, an annoying person who's annoyed millions of people and they don't know how he looks like and he'd like to keep it that way. So, forget this face. And also, when I have a longer beard, I actually don't look the same. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I loved it. Thank you. You know, the, for the audience, uh, actually, Ahmed didn't prepare it. I just asked him right now and he did it. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Let's My start pleasure. off. How are you today, actually? Tell me your real feeling. How are you today? Ah, today's been a long day. I, uh, I had a very interesting photo shoot yesterday I can't talk about, but people are going to be seeing across the Middle East. Work very hard to get on that one. Today is one of those days where I had the privilege of just not caring. Um, I just woke up and said, I don't feel like working. And I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I rarely do that. So I'm pretty proud of myself. I think that's maturity kicking in. I'm almost 30 years old in like uh, seven months or so. And I'm like, you know what? If I don't feel like working for a day, I'm not going to work for a day. But that doesn't really mean I didn't do anything. I ended up working around six hours. But mm -hmm. to me, that's nothing. True. So, True. <laughs> And I saw what uh, people will see in a couple of weeks. Very proud of you. And Thank you. Really well deserved. Thank you so much. Let's introduce Ahmed to our audience. Yes. In a nutshell, who's Ahmed? Bit of a complicated guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit short, but somehow got the pretty girls. I'm joking. Well, yeah. I'm not joking, but <laughs> I got. I'm a. I'm a person who likes talking a lot, and I annoyed a lot of my friends talking a lot growing up, and I never knew that. I would annoy millions of people on a literal level when I become an adult. So mm -hmm. that's... <laughs> Why are you that's, saying annoying? Um, I, because whenever I hear my voice in public, uh, whether I go to, say, Dubai Opera or Dubai Aquarium or whatever, whatever my voice is playing, I'm on uh, Dubai Festival City now as well. Well, Festival City in general, so the malls and all that. Whenever I'm there and, you know, I actually physically hear my voice, I'm always like, ah, that's cringy. It's how, like... <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about your voice, actually? I love it. I'm, I believe I am... listening to it a lot of times. I mean, I believe I'm one of the first people to, unlike uh, a freelance voiceover, to take voiceover in a completely different perspective by creating unique tonalities that are sh literally designed for each and every brand. So for me, to be able to change my tone, I don't know why, but this one just really fits Nature Valley. Or like, I don't know, you know? And just to take it all the way down. This is Dubai. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just... It's something there's a ring to i love it of yeah. course i love it uh but it has nothing to do with my real story mm -hmm, unfortunately true. a lot of people think i do voices for a living but you can't really buy ferraris doing voices mm -hmm. so no that's not what i do that's one of the many things i do for a living and because it's all about diversity speak to safe he'll tell you so <laughs> that's it's called building wealth it has but nothing to do <laughs> tell me a little bit about your childhood where well, i'm very interested in it actually my childhood was yeah. beautiful, man. Mm -hmm. I was uh, born into a family of four kids. I'm the youngest. In case you can't tell, I'm spoiled as hell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got two brothers and a sister, very supportive people. Obviously, we fought a lot like any you know, siblings do. But I was always a little bit of a different type of guy in the family. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit different. different. Completely different. Um, my mom, my dad are incredibly, incredibly good people. My mother is a very business oriented person, very needs to be done one, two, three, mm -hmm. you know, like very structured. organized, structured, mm -hmm. all of that, disciplined, all of that. My dad listens to music most of his day and he's a poet and he's wow. a French teacher. So coming from uh -huh. their blood, True. Um, I believe according to way they said it specifically, I sort of completed both of their characteristics. Mm -hmm. uh, but where I come from, I grew up 
being laughed at a lot because I said I was going to do the things I have now officially done. Mm-hmm. And uh, my childhood was rough because I actually didn't want to go to school. And a lot of people say it and they cry about it, but they end up doing it. Um, whether they succeed with high grades or not, it's very rare for someone to actually go to their mom and dad and say, hey, I'm literally quitting school and actually quit school. Especially from our culture. It's a little bit hard. Specifically from our culture as Arabs. And in Lebanon, in Tripoli, to not be in school at the age of 15, 16 is borderline unacceptable. True, true. Completely. Yeah. And being French taught, and I've never, by the way, if people like my English, I've never opened an English book in my life. I've never been taught English in my entire life. Je parle français, je suis libanais. Mon français est excellent. J'ai étudié à l'école langue française depuis cinq ans. So my French is what I learned in school. Mm-hmm. My English is God-given. Uh, so is my voice. So are my musical skills. A lot of it is God-given. But if I didn't work on them, they'd be dog shit. Or am I... Like I can't do British, but haven't been anyway. But yeah. <laughs> but I like the idea that you don't you don't mimic. You create your own tones. Ah, I love that. Yeah. It's I, like, I don't mimic anything from mm-hmm. my musical skills, the type of companies I own, or the money where where I put my money, where I wanted to invest my money in businesses. Everything that I've done, I actually legitimately avoid the mainstream mm-hmm. like the plague. So a lot of people on social media follow trends. Like, oh my god, this is cool trend. My god. Trans Tokyo, yeah. let's just jump on it. The only thing I'm jumping on or off is a mountain risking my entire life every day mm-hmm. because I'd like to leave an impact that people can't even begin to fathom that they want to do. And that's why at the age of 29, I've done more than people in my industry at the age of 50 plus. True. And that's just because I never stopped believing in the difference and the impossible. Uh, and when people work in media, they understand that most of it is not real mm-hmm. and not true. It's filled with people who want to tell you stories, the kind of stories that you want to believe, the kind of stories that make you want to buy things. But in reality, it doesn't matter. What does matter is that this Perrier with lemon flavor gives you that kind of sizzling effect. Oh, sorry, the voiceover came. <laughs> shouldn't have done it. Perrier, you owe me like a few thousand dollars for that ad. Shouldn't have done that for free. God damn it, shouldn't have done that for free. But yeah, I'd like to be considered as different because factually speaking, I completely am. So mm. yeah. But tell me a little bit about your struggles and challenges back in Lebanon. Here's the first one. Mm. Being broke. No, I'm joking. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that plays a big role. It's like, what the, what made you want to do all I was, I was broke. But what made you really believe in it? I was broke. And did you always believe? No, I believed I was broke. And I needed to get away from that. Like, like people Run just away. overcomplicate everything True. for no reason. Like, I had to not be broke. And I had to innovate because I believe in that in my core. And my struggles were with society in general, uh, my ideas, what I wanted to do. But have I been celebrated? Of course. I mean, there's a reason why someone like Nancy Ajram or Elisa has picked me to make their music, even as a 16, 17-year-old kid. It's common knowledge now. Everybody knows what I've, what I've done for these incredible artists. And even though I'm not a fan of Arabic music myself, it doesn't mean I'm not a fan of their music or the music I made for them. But to go to your mom and be like, mom, do you like this song by Nancy Ajram? She's like, yeah, I saw it on TV. And like, you know, I made that, right? Like it was, it was unfathomable, really. Your family supported you in the direction. You when the money to... started coming in, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, they did. <laughs> oh my God. My mom loved me. I was the best kid in town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then tell us a little bit about your move from Lebanon to Dubai and what motivated you to move? Uh, I almost died, dude. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people... I've had a bunch of videos go viral about this. Um, one of them, I think, hit 3 million or something. But for those who don't know, I was involved in a car accident on August 2, 2012. 
And around 2.35 in the morning on August 3rd, uh, I died and came back to life. My two best friends, the driver and the passenger, passed away. And I was in the backseat and I was the only survivor. So that's really what pushed me. So being in that accident, right, and having a broken hand, leg, you should see my stomach, my leg, the whole body is gone. Uh, that required genuine resilience, both mentally, emotionally, and physically. Being a musician with a broken hand well, is... Alhamdulillah, uh, you're sitting with us now. Yeah, alhamdulillah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I needed to get the hell out of there. The, the vibes with multiple Zs was not working out. It was just, no, like, I had to get out of there after the accident. And um, losing my close friends was not easy, especially uh, Ahmad Deeb, who was the driver. He's a genius. Uh, well, was a genius, but he's still in my heart, of course. Allah And... Uh, you know, seeing their families struggle a lot uh, because they lost their kids. And, you know, it wasn't easy. And I knew that Lebanon had offered me everything it could. And that Dubai was genuinely the land of opportunity. And coming here made me feel a little bit like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, because for me, it's like no school, you know, barely any experience other than a few songs for a few Arab artists, an insane like perspective on music and musicology because I never studied music and I'm against studying music theory. I'm not saying it's not good. Do it. If you want to learn music, 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 please do it. But I have something called talent, so I don't really need it. But I'm not saying people who have talent, you know, don't need music theory. I just, my perspective, I really like what I do. Put me behind any instrument. It's insane. It's insane. And the thing is, very rarely do you meet a musician where, for example, say you're with a cute girl and a girl's like, oh my God, you play guitar? That's so amazing. Can you play me X song? Or can you play me the song? Or, oh my God, you play piano or violin? Can you play me the song? And I'm always like, I don't know how to play them. I've never played other people's music. Literally. Like, even my own music, I literally have to sit down and re, like, say, barakat, the ba 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 barakat. Nur al-Hilu sang that song. I got her to sing Basically, the ta na 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 na. Every time I want to refine that mm-hmm. melody, I have to. Okay, so it was. It was this. 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 <laughs> no, uh, really? Yeah, and now millions of people know this, but uh, this song, I mean, the music for Barakat, but like at the time, it's just in my head, things happen, and then I bring them out to life. So, yeah, man, that's, that's why I came here. I came here because I didn't have a chance in Lebanon. I never had a chance in Lebanon, and I feel horrible. For the country and and the people who are there, Allah But like for me, it's rare, it's rare to be in the mindset of shit. I might be that one in a million, artistically speaking. Like as a human, I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. Nobody's better than anybody. I believe deeply in that. But professionally, holy shit, am I better than everybody else? And I knew that, but I didn't have any proof. I had a belief between me and me. And whenever I would tell someone that belief, they'd be like, hey, okay, humble down, humble down. What do you mean? How about my career, my potential career? So coming to Dubai was a natural thing because Dubai is the land of opportunities. And I wanted to shape the media, to shape marketing, to shape branding in Dubai with my own perspective, my own personality. This is, was the idea coming to Dubai with. I want branding. I yes. Want- through music. music, yes. Through music, I want to come here and make music that ha- that has something to do with brands. And then I found out about Sonic branding. Can you tell us once you landed in Dubai, what happened? A guy that had a tragedy back home, he has strong belief in the future, and you hit the land of opportunity. A lot of people 
want to leave their homeland and come to Dubai. Yes. What is the secret sauce? The secret sauce is... What did you do? Oh my God, I love your voice. It's like, <laughs> Seth is like, yeah, Ahmad, yachi. what did you do? And I'm like, oh my God, I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, man, I, I never stopped to think. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. Like, mama. I just never stopped to think about it. It's just an act. Just keep going, man. Just keep going. Just keep pushing, pushing. The first thing I did is I had a burger from Burger Fuel as soon uh-huh. as I landed because oh, I discovered you that remember place. That. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And I remember the little bag it came in. And, like, you know, you can tell it's a good burger when, like, the brown bag has a little bit of the True. oil at the end. Yeah. And, like, oh, man, this is, you know, like, it's exciting. And I ate it and it tasted really good. And that was like, because whenever you wake up, you got to wake up in a good mood to sort of have a good day. So first thing I did landing in Dubai is have Burger Fuel, which mm-hmm. is a great place. You owe me a lot of money now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> a lot of ads. <laughs> Honestly, zero association with them. Zero. I mm-hmm. genuinely like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like, they put a pineapple and it's really cool. And I ate it and it put me in a good mood, genuinely. So for the rest of that day, my day one, I was in JBR. Uh, my mom was with me. I was in such a good mood. I looked around. Everything was beautiful because the only thing I knew before coming to Dubai for almost a year is the insides of my hospital room because I wasn't even allowed to go home. Uh, I wasn't even allowed to be in the comfort of my own bedroom. So literally here I am in Dubai in JBR. The buildings are beautiful and everything's beautiful. Weather was perfect at the time because I came in March, March 2014, 2015, whichever it was, 2014. Yeah. Uh, and I was walking around and I'm like, this is amazing. So it's amazing. What, what are you talking about? Like, what? The, so you land. Yeah, Dubai's amazing. It's incredible. It's phenomenal. It's futuristic. It's amazing. I mean, people don't use and words. It's inspired you. And it's it inspired the hell out of me. That's the thing. People don't use words for the value of the words. When I say it's amazing, it means I was amazed. I was literally walking around like, uh, and people are like, is that boy okay? Are you normal? Uh, you know, like I'm more than okay. And I had the privilege of meeting uh, His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum on my first week here. And uh, he was passing by in JBR and he was um, wearing a different uh, color of kandura. I wasn't educated on that, on that at the time. And everyone else was wearing white. And I asked my mom and uh, my mom was busy because my brother was dealing with his daughter who was crying. True story. And I ended up going to him personally and asking. And I didn't know who I was exactly. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then my brother told me like, you know, because my brother's been in Dubai for a while as well at the time. And he's like, you know how long I've been here? And I've never even, and you've been uh, here a few, like literally <laughs> less than a week. Destiny. And yeah. you, it's so my mom looked me straight in the eye and she said, uh, uh, your destiny is here. Your everything is going to happen for you here. And she's right. And I come from a very supportive mother. Uh, me and her are very good friends, uh, which is rare to say. Uh, she knows a lot of my secrets. Uh, she knows a lot of my mistakes and a lot of my goodness. And I take care of her better than I take care of myself. Genuine I know the story. man sitting in front of me as a man or not from the relationship with his mother. Actually. Amen, brother. I think it, it goes down to that because, you know, the situation in Lebanon right now is horrible. But to make a call to my mom and tell her you don't have to worry about money for the rest of your life and to be the youngest kid in the family to do that. Feels amazing. It genuinely does. Like, my mom is never like, oh, I need this, right? What do you mean you need? Mm-hmm. It's done. Yeah. Tam. Literally, exactly. tam. Yeah. Done, right? So, for me, that was one of my 
biggest pushes, not because she's an amazing mom, but because she stood next to me for almost a year sleeping on the ground in the hospital. Like my mom used to shower once every three days because she was too afraid to literally leave the hospital even for an hour. Sorry, mom, I may have... Uh, well, my mom's English is not very good, so you have no idea what I'm talking about. But <laughs> but yeah, true story. But respect that, true respect. So this is unfiltered, genuine, realistically speaking. And it was all about momentum with me, uh, feeling the momentum in Dubai, feeling the energy in Dubai, uh, knowing that there's good and bad people mixed. Uh, there's uh, honest people and liars. There's exaggerators and blah, blah, blah. I, I just knew it from a young age and being attracted to older people like my girlfriends were older than me my friends were older than me throughout my life so i would always like older people and i could just connect with them and i just realized that that was basically the right place to be in at the right time and i struck gold because i really wanted to do my thing and i didn't care if because i don't need a lot of money to survive but can i ask you a question? So, yeah you came and then you came through music but what inspired you to have this distinctive approach that's not a normal approach. It's a distinctive one. Yeah. I had a job. Over. Before I got to the voiceover, I had a job. Uh, like anyone else, to get a visa, I needed a job. Mm. So I had a job. And it was in a company doing a retail-based B2B music playlists. Mm -hmm. So when you go into a shop, a certain type of music plays from an hour to an hour. And I would make these playlists. Mm -hmm. And uh, I promptly got fired after a few months in the company because I'm not a nine-to-six mindset mm -hmm. kind of guy. But the owner's a good friend and he kept the visa. And uh, he respected me a lot. And I still res I respect the living hell. Out. He's probably going to watch this. He mm. loves me and I, I love you too. Uh, but yeah, he's the reason why I got to Dubai. He gave me my first job. And when he quote unquote fired me, he said, you don't belong here. You belong out there. So I had a very close friend at the time who told me about Sonic Branding. Um, and it made perfect sense to me because I love pitching. I love creative ideas. I love selling. And I'm incredible at making music. You put that mix together. It's like watching Powerpuff Girls for the first time, you know? I had that uh, Element X that mm -hmm. Professor had mm -hmm. uh, that I put into, into music, and that was the start of my career. But when I became a, a partner at Mindloop Studios, my first ever company, uh, I, I mean, we sell a lot of voiceover services. So we have over 200 voiceovers from any languages, any ages, the biggest database in the region, genuinely. Like, try us out. You'll find out. And I had, you know, a whole staff team there and my business partner who's the founder of the company. I'll take you backwards because I think a lot of audience would like to hear. Yeah. You told me off camera. Yeah. How did you get into this business when you made the decision and you thought if something fucked up, I'll make it again. So can you share with the audience? Um, having the privilege of being 23 years old and becoming an actual business owner was not easy. And I give hats off to my business partner, the founder of Mindloop, Ahmed Ghannoum, for holding my hand. I'm 20 plus years younger than him. I'm probably very annoying to this day to him. <laughs> but he saw my potential. He saw my potential as a businessman as well, not just as a talent. And having a bit of money to make the place work, of course, helped a lot because a lot of people cannot fathom having, say, $100,000 at the age of 23. They can't, you know, realistically, unless mommy and daddy pitch in. But I had no mommy and daddy pitching. I'm from Tripoli. Google it. All right. It's not a nice place in Lebanon. I mean, it's very nice, but we broke. So anyway, um, I really wanted to. Since I was a kid, I wanted to have a company. The whole thing about being the boss. Right. Uh, I got very lucky that I 
that I entered that mindset and had a physical company to literally run PLs and and receivables and payables Human and you resource know resource people exactly mm-hmm. <clears throat> being able to go into that at that young age made me realize now at 29 that it doesn't matter if you're the boss you got to be the leader yeah yeah so it doesn't matter how big you are in the company because if you own the company please respect the people you work with thank you very much uh and make sure they respect you so yeah, uh, that ha- that's how it started. But as I was saying, as as because we sell a lot of voiceover, so we sell like voiceover uh, services, any languages, any ages, uh, for advertisements, online, uh, digital content, basically anything all the branding and creative agencies require. We help them out. Advertisements. We've recorded twenty plus ads for McDonald's. Or Did you ba- knock doors when you came to Dubai to make this business work? Ooh. So. This hand is still traumatized every time it sees a door because it's like, no, please don't let don't me touch. knock on it. <laughs> don't touch. I knocked on an infinite amount of doors and I played a lot of smart marketing techniques to meet the right people. So let's just say you want to get to somebody, but you're not going to go and text them. Uh, say, well, you can't get to their number. Uh, you have an idea of where they're based. Let's say you can't go to their house or blah, blah, blah. But you can befriend their best friend and randomly meet them at a, I don't know, a cafe. And then somehow they like you to the point where they ask you if they can do anything to help you. And you ask them if, you know, do you know anybody in this company? And you know very well that their best friend is the head. True. So. It took a lot of blood, right? Yeah. A lot of sweat. Yeah. It took intelligence. We actually, or I'm sitting in front of you, proud of what you did. Thanks, man. But a lot of people don't see the pain, the suffering that people pass through to reach this level at a young age. How many years? Uh, I would say... Because there is no overnight success. No, no, no. Of course not. I would say realistically around... I mean, the very first time I I opened up YouTube. No, it wasn't YouTube actually. I forgot what it was. But I opened up something online. Maybe Facebook. There was an ad or something. And I heard my music applied to a company. Uh, back when I was 21, 22 years old, that was the moment. That was the moment because I was literally randomly scrolling on my phone. Like, I made that. And I looked at my little tiny, because I was in a studio apartment at the time. I looked at my little tiny studio where I made that piece of music. And I'm like, and to this day, this major company still uses this piece of music. Genuinely, yeah. It's insane. It was one of my first. Uh, at the time, I was working with other people, with other studios and stuff. I wasn't established at all, but the talent was there because just the craziness and the ideas. Uh, one time I literally took a hunting rifle. Uh, this is a true story uh, to a meeting uh, disguised as an instrument just to tell the client, literally, uh, this is how accurate I am with doing my job. Wow. I was 21. Yeah. <laughs> rifle in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if, if a certain lovely woman who gave me that job at the time saw this podcast, because she still follows me on Instagram, She's going to laugh because uh, at that day, she was going to kill me. Like, I brought Shit, you in yeah. to present. I brought you in to sit you down with the CEO <laughs> and you bring a gun. But of course, it was uh, borderline a toy thing. But it was just to represent, to represent a statement, which is, what do you guys think is in this box? And everybody, you know, I'm a musician, right? I'm there to pitch music. So everybody's like, it's a saxophone. It's a keyboard. It's a guitar. I'm like, nope, it's a tool of precision. You know, it's a tool of precision, just like me. And it, it worked out. So I guess I just 
do crazy things that most people cannot really think about doing in real life because they're too afraid of being embarrassed mm-hmm. or failing. And I love being embarrassed. I love I love failing. Wow. Sure. Embarrass me, please. I dare mm-hmm. you. <laughs> so, yeah. You look very creative. And what we see on the market, you're a very creative person. Thank you. How you go through this process, just share it with the guys, to create a unique, tailored tone Or, or music or, or whatever for a brand so with the voiceover stuff um when i had mindloop studios my main goal was to save money for the company so i wanted to take as many jobs as i can that fit my profile as a male that speaks american english and arabic and whatever classical arabic lebanese arabic because each brief is very different and because i had access to the clients i would tell them how about i do it which voiceovers cannot do because they don't own the company um And the clients would sometimes say yes. But at one point, I started aiming much, much bigger. And to convince those people, I had to create a concept behind it. So I created a tonality. So for example, even between languages in the same place, they sound almost completely different. Like completely. Like take, for example, uh, I don't know, Dubai Expo 2020. Something about the Dubai Expo 2020. <laughs> like the bus tours. Some of had a tone came out and that's what i told him at the time or dubai opera like for example i love dubai opera it's an honor actually uh, the english is ladies and gentlemen welcome to the dubai opera an usher will be guiding you to your seats in the next 15 minutes the show is about to begin please be blah blah blah, blah. uh and there's a certain way of doing it but then in arabic it's so you can see But that's adver- That's more for announcement. I don't do a lot of advertisements because I'm more associated with the government. But how do you the find government. this uniqueness in the brand? Like, for example, let's say the Dubai Opera. Yeah. What makes you come with this tonality? I don't know, man. It's just... It's, you envision it's just, the it's brand. It's just envision it and yeah. the whole thing and something about it. And the thing is, I do have a gorgeous voice, but it's not about the voice. It's mm-hmm. about who am I targeting? Who's my audience? What am I doing? And in Mindloop Studios, we have 200 plus voices. So... I don't allow many mm-hmm. come. So I'm associated, as people know, I'm associated with, you know, certain things and I'm limited to certain entities that I'm allowed to, who mm-hmm. are allowed to use mm-hmm. my voice. Uh, I don't use my voice on advertisements a lot and stuff like that. It requires special permission, right? But every other voiceover doesn't have, they can True. do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. I can't do whatever the hell I want, right? So I associate my voice in a certain way because it became such an integral part of the country wherever you go. And uh, to me, I really like say Centerpoint, for example, I am literally shopping in Centerpoint. I forgot that I'm their voice. <laughs> And my voice comes like, uh, Centerpoint. Dear Centerpoint customers, the shop is about to close the, in the next 15 minutes. I'm like, shit, it's going to close. Wait, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fun, you yeah. know, wherever I go and stuff like that. And whenever clients reach out to me, I'm more than happy to help. But for me, it's all about how do we unify this, mm-hmm. this identity of the country Utilizing the voice because my music is very well known across the Middle East and beyond. But my voice is centralized here, right? So my music is the focus. But yeah, the whole thing happened because it was meant to happen. Because God mm-hmm, has decided true. it's going to happen. So and who your am belief, I? And your belief and Absolutely. working on it, actually. Precisely. True. Yeah. How do you feel? Ooh. You have a title which is very nice. It's a very prestigious one, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> voice of Dubai. First of all, how did you get it and what do you feel about it? It started off with the media. I never labeled myself. I would never. What am I, crazy? I would never. Um, it started off with the media and it became a real thing. Um, what I feel about it is I feel beyond honored 
honestly words do not suffice and if i were to say it in arabic الكلام بيكفي هون um it's too big of a prestigious title and beyond honor to, to hold it and i intend to hold it with pride i intend to continue innovating using it and to make dubai proud to make the people in dubai proud and beyond as well for me uh what i can tell you is that the voice of dubai is not about my voice as a lot of other voiceovers don't like that uh who have been doing voiceovers for much longer than me it is irrelevant i am a marketing genius <laughs> i helped companies do things that are insane and i took them to the next level if you ask me as a normal human being with my girlfriend i'm an idiot but <laughs> you know but we're talking business we're talking work i'm allowed to title myself out of that if i say i'm a genius why okay well what 29 year old you know has affected the lives of millions of people and helped companies make millions of dollars while having fun in his house while driving ferraris that he made money for after he took care of his family so he didn't buy the cars and told his family he can't talk. no he did all that and then he started pursuing his passions in motorsport and other and other things what do you call that i'm sorry what do you call a guy who does five different things in his life and has the ability to wake up every single morning work 16 to 17 hours on a daily basis non-stop including weekends hasn't traveled for the past 9 years other than back home just a little bit and one time to india for two days for business what do you call that guy don't you call him resilient and the the guy and a guy who Dedicated. sacrificed everything for his career so imagine if i'm not a genius in my career all of that would be a waste no so of course i am and my work speaks for me at the end of the day. humble people don't talk about their work why I've affected millions of people. Who doesn't know the music for insurance market? Who doesn't know the music for barakat? Who doesn't know the music for for humanity? Which one is that? Guess what? The COVID vaccine. I'm pretty sure you remember it. You were on hold to get your vaccine. Remember that lovely song playing with my voice? It's me. Who doesn't know the music of Saudi German or HMS or Merdif or Garhoud? What are you talking about? I'm literally everywhere. You just don't know that I did it. <laughs> And I'd like to keep it that way. Tell me a little bit about back I was saying backstage yeah. or behind the scenes yeah, yeah. for one of, for example, I would say Expo 2020. Yeah. Share with us behind the scenes while you were working with the Expo 2020. Or whatever, like it could be opera, it could be whatever. Well, for me, a lot of the brands that I work on, I just treat extremely separately. And that's why a lot of the agencies that work with me enjoy that. That when they sit down with me and tell me, Ahmed, we have a new brief, a new client. could be big could be small whatever it is i take it from zero from zero to me that's what matters the most yes if and no you take every single project as if you haven't done the one before that's what makes you a good creative that's what that's what makes you a consistent creative uh i have good friends of mine who are the creative directors and the heads of marketing and and the cmos of major major brands globally not even just in the uae or in the middle east globally and they ask me for advice and i'm like you know like but this doesn't come from no work no dedication no resilience no um sacrifices you paid all these things yeah absolutely to reach this level not only that you have to be talented you have to have talent you can't just learn talent true because across my businesses i'm a businessman across all of my creative stuff like the voice and the music and the comedy and the hosting the events that's talent i can go on a on a microphone with barely any information and entertain a crowd of 10000 this talent was with you when you were a child yes absolutely it's what got me 
why people bullied me. <laughs> From the beginning. Absolutely. And you focused on it, hammered. I celebrated it. I celebrated the fact that I'm different, that I'm a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Right? There's nothing wrong with and it. It made you who you are now. Absolutely. Because a lot of people I see, they don't know what talents do they have. Can you tell them what they should they do to find their talent? They need to understand one. So, so just before coming on this amazing podcast, uh, one of my friends, his name is Jimmy. Uh, I saw a story on his Instagram and it said every successful creative out there, every single creative creative out there, the child in them survived. And I reacted laughing so hard and smiling. And I sent him a message and I said, I can't agree nice enough. One. Literally just right before coming here, I saw that. So I guess I saw that, that post on Instagram because I was meant to say it on this podcast. Uh, true story. And Jimmy himself is a genius creative. I can't say who he is and where he works, but you guys drink Pepsi, right? Anyway, so... <laughs> I didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> certain people have certain abilities, but they need to remain themselves throughout. If you let a little bit of money change you, if you let a little bit of fame change you, if you let a little bit of whatever change you, you're wrong. I used to go around telling people, do you know what I've done? Have you heard this music? Have you heard that voice? Blah, blah, blah. Between 25, 27 and 28, 29, I'm like, wait, wait, I actually don't care if you know who I am. Mm-hmm. I actually really don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when like, okay, I don't need Instagram followers or whatever. My job, what makes it unique is that millions of people know me, whether they know me or not. And that does the selling for mm-hmm. me. That is the equivalent of millions of followers. They don't just have, they don't have to know me. But as you as you can see, as other people can see, I'm accepting more podcasts. I'm accepting more interviews. I'm I'm putting work on the side a little bit just to explore life and help people because it's it is about helping people. So what should they do is that they should look inwards the same way I looked inwards and not start talking about it immediately. I am now taking interviews and podcasts after what nine years of nonstop doing nothing but that. Now I'm starting to talk about it. So it's not like the second I achieved the tiniest thing, like, hey, do you know, you know, like, you know, this if you've been on the cover of magazines, I've been on the cover of magazines, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really mean anything. You know, it, I always say it's not about being successful. It's to be, have success sustainable. That's the uh-huh. hardest thing. It's all about the sustainability and it's all about the self-love throughout. If you think that pursuing that high of success every single time is a good thing and that being bored is a wrong mm-hmm. thing, you're extremely incorrect. Yeah. You need to be bored. You need to fail. Mm-hmm. If you don't a fail, lot, a lot, a lot. If you don't fail, mm-hmm. you're not getting anywhere. So you need to befriend yourself on a daily basis. You need to be the first person there for yourself on a daily basis. You need to understand yourself on a daily basis. And most importantly, you need to talk to yourself on a daily basis. So if you're a creative who wants to enter this field, luckily for everybody, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, I've built the very first school in the region that can Mm -hmm. make that a reality for them. Like, literally. And I have a lot of testimonials. Mm -hmm. So, I don't teach, by the way. I've got teachers. But, yeah. So, to me, it's the inwards, then the outwards. But at the same time, you need to have a connection between both. You touch upon failure. Yeah. That's a very important part. How do you deal with failures? And explain to people, like, to be successful at the end of the day, you need to embrace failure. You need to fail, fail a lot, fail fast. How do you deal with failure? Order five guys, man. Watch a movie. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Just get over it. I believe you're a type of guy that you pass failure through laugh, through a smile. Correct? Through comedy, mm-hmm. maybe. Through comedy, <laughs> yeah, correct? I, I, that's why I got me into mm-hmm. comedy in the first place. It was all my failures in other places mm-hmm. uh, that made me want to just make fun of stuff and just be annoying as much as possible. But yeah. I think failure is an important thing, but 
Life is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. How do you deal with failure? Remember your life. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. True. Literally, just be like, wait. I'm, li- I'm alive. I'm, I'm on a planet mm-hmm. going 300 miles per mm-hmm. hour, you know? And if it stops for a split second, everything We're ends. Done. Everything ends forever. <laughs> and it's not. And there's a moon and there's people. And yeah, there's, you know, bad people out there. There's liars and there's cheaters. And there's, my God, I've had an experience recently. It was horrible because of, a, I'm not going to say a horrible mm. human being, but. A horrible man, human being. Ah, mm-hmm. man, that one hurt. Anyway, but I got out of it. But I, it was one of the only times where I allowed myself to hurt myself. Yeah, legit. And uh, I allowed myself to be hurt, like not physically. Mm-hmm. My body's been through enough. But mentally and emotionally, I allowed myself to blame me, which I never do. If I deserve to blame myself, I will blame myself. Mm-hmm. If I made a mistake, I b- will be accountable for it. But with this person, I'm just like, oh, my God. They got in. Mm-hmm. That I little thing. Yeah. But now I was blessed with so much more. Because I survived that. You get me? Mm. So I could have stopped right there and allowed that to the side the rest of my life. But because I successfully pushed through, God has now given me some something and someone and a lot better. You know, I was talking about with the team about something similar. About there's, we have pain and we have suffering. Yeah. Pain is coming anyways. 100% and it makes us stronger and and. Suffering is something that we allow. Yeah. You, you understand? I yeah. want to suffer from this shit. So you keep suffering and stuff. Absolutely correct. I want to move a little bit to entrepreneurship. Let's do it. You're a successful entrepreneur. Tell me the shittiest lesson you've learned through your journey. Don't trust people. Don't you dare. Don't you dare trust people. Your employees are not your friends. They're not your friends. They can be your friend to an extent, but they're not essentially your friend. They're not your family. We're all one big happy family. No, you're not. You're not one big happy family. You're there to do a job. And even if you own the company, you are there to do your job. So for me, the biggest headache would be the fact that I trusted people and hired people that are much older than me. <laughs> and, you know, as a 25-year-old company owner, having a 30-plus person not respecting you is not okay. At, this, at the time, I thought it was okay because... What my personal problem is, is that I have a heart of gold. So whatever mistakes I've done, inevitably and eventually my intentions are and will always be good. I'm not a bad person. I'm not an evil person. I don't have evil in me. I don't have an inch of evil. I want the purpose for the earth. No, never. Not my thing. But I, as my mom says, I've always loved people, right? It's obvious. And... Not anymore, motherfucker. <laughs> I passed through shit. That's done with. You got to talk to six people to get to me now. We done. But yeah, um, to me, it's... You got to understand that entrepreneurship is all about understanding yourself first. To, to be able to help the consumers and the clients and whatever business or industry you're in. No matter how vague you go and no matter how wide... It'll always go down to understanding your consumers and then your team. And all of that is tied to yourself and you your said, business model. You said actually correct. When you said, uh, how do you, I, when I asked you, how do you tailor the tones to the companies? You told me, I see what are the target, target audience, which absolutely correct. What advice would you give? Or before this, do you think every person can be an entrepreneur? Absolutely not. No. 
No, no, please stop doing that. Stop thinking you can just do a course online and then suddenly you can open a company. You're mm. not meant to. Some people are not meant to. Elaborate. It's very, very simple. People can become successful entrepreneurs, but they might be copying. How many restaurants are out there? Oh, shit. How many restaurants are out there? How many of them are actually successful? Mm-hmm. Right? Very Look true. at Alu Beirut. Alu Beirut is an incredible restaurant chain that was born and raised here that's taken over. Mm-hmm. Right? And I know the owners, I know the fam, they're amazing people. Now, the main guy, well, there are a bunch of guys, but one of them who came up with the whole idea, he was naturally an entrepreneur who failed a thousand times mm. before al happened. The whole point of entrepreneurship is that if you haven't been risking everything since you were, whatever, mm. 16, 17, 18, 19, you're never going to be a real entrepreneur. True. Even if you open up a company that copied the sense of that company and also became successful, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I mean, we can take the colonel, uh, KFC, mm-hmm. right? He was 50 plus True. when he... The times are different. Everything's different. But if I have a supercomputer on my hand that I'm using to check out TikToks mm. instead of actually learning knowledge and advancing my mindset and my mentality to get to the next level, then who am I really? An entrepreneur is someone who's like, oh, how can I turn that into a real business and actually turn into a real business without thinking of the money? Confidence, communication, the ability to speak to themselves, trust within themselves and, 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 and how to identify who and when to trust other people. The main understanding of energy, uh, how energy actually mm-hmm. functions. Like you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. Why can we be friends? Because there's a certain energy, a certain life uh, perspective that we see in each other that doesn't require words. Mm-hmm. That is a certain level of 3D interdimensional mm-hmm. conversation that people don't know about. And for me, whenever I'm like walking on the streets and, you know, like, I don't know, man, like I'm with a, I'm with a few friends and then a bunch of people are like, so Ahmad, what do you do? Right. I'm always like, oh, I work in media. Mm. That's it. You know, like if I'm going to expand, it's going to be three hours explaining who I am and what I do, mm. you know? And then like one of my annoying friends be like, oh my God, you don't know who he is. Oh yeah. Like I'm nobody. Yeah. I'm nobody. Let me enjoy my drink. Let me. What humbled you down? <sighs> what humbled me down? Mm-hmm. Overall. My mom. Mm-hmm. Did you pass by phase? Your ego was. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oof. Imagine being heard by millions. Mm-hmm. Forget my voice. I'm talking music. Mm-hmm. People think my voice is famous. They have no idea how famous mm-hmm. my music really is. My voice is famous in Dubai, but my music, mm-hmm. you have no idea. You guys go to Rixos hotels, right? On planet Earth, every lobby, every on FYI. On me. Because one guy called Ali believed in me, so doesn't take a lot. It takes one person. Anyway. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Moving on in the way that... So for me, for me, it's, um, it's, it's okay to go through these ups and downs. I'm an attention-seeking person. I love attention. But I identified the difference between good and bad attention, right? And even though my intentions were always good, they were not necessarily excellent for me. For how I feel mm-hmm. about me deep down. Certain people who say voiceovers in the industry, who gave me advice, who have a lot more experience than me. Uh, one of them, his name is Nassim. I love him. He's a great guy. Always humbled me down. Amongst others, my mother. And inherently myself, when I figured that out, I'm like, hey, 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 why do I care if people know who I am or not? Wait, wait, aren't I in this for like the business and the... Uh, and leaving a legacy and and wait wait won't all of this come by itself the more I work anyway wait, wait why am I why am I doing this and especially with the voice because all of the like a lot of the famous voices I've done 
other people have done them mm-hmm. and these people got bothered and they have every right to be bothered right so at the time i was short-sighted i couldn't tell but like no but i've done it uh, i was a kid it was like me mm-hmm. me i was a child you know and age doesn't defy anything because now just a few years since that happened i am now in a completely different mindset when i see these people who i bothered at the time they look me straight in the eye and they're like oh yeah you're a changed man of course i am you caught the word from my head bother yeah mm-hmm. and from there i guess i i i built that so what keeps you humble is really who you are deep inside a lot of people tell me like when they talk to me in person say they know me online or they follow me or whatever it's like oh my god you're like the most humble person i met who has done so much i'm like man i'm just a guy can you like chill out like i'm not that big of a deal but if you're in the industry my work is a big deal you know i passed through this i was the youngest cmo in samsung as a group and i really got blind. how old were you at the time 31 wow and a cmo at 31 got really blind i started to bother people <laughs> uh, people started no I, it was very painful yeah and it made me lose a lot of people of course and once i realized that things totally changed that's why when you said bothered i was like 100 correct it, it goes down not only back to you it goes down to the fact that we are all to an extent short-sighted and it's a very natural thing and to be young and more successful than others does bother a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I have learned that lesson, ladies and gentlemen. But it doesn't matter. You're in this for you. Everybody who's doing anything is essentially doing it only for themselves. So before you can even think about others, you have to go through the phase of being autistic. You have to go through the phase of being mm-hmm. selfish. You have to go through the phase of being a show-off. Because if you don't, you'll never push through True. to the other side. You have to. Like when I'm walking around and like, I always say this, like, say I'm with a friend and I'm in whatever and my voice or my music is in the background and I look around me and there's like a few hundred people and I would look at my friend, uh, hell, my own personal manager, her name is Reem, she's lovely. I would look at him and be like, all of these people have no idea they just experienced my voice mm-hmm. or they just experienced my music. All these people. And I am there physically at that moment while there's 10 plus other places that are experiencing the same thing at the same time with hundreds of thousands of other people. So... To be heard by literal millions, especially my music, and no one has any idea who I am. And I'm standing right there. I'm like, guys, but I'm... It's me. But I, I'm, I'm here. So to go from the mindset of having to scream, I'm here to... I don't care. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing that's happened with me in the past two years is that I legitimately stopped caring. Now I want to make art. So I started doing comedy. I have a show on Stars Play. I'm pushing for another one. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I have that. my own stand-up comedy show on Stars Play. And then, I do dark comedy. So as what? a professional, it's one no, thing. No, no, but no, the wait. comedy is a little bit dirty. I'm sorry. What drew you to this dark humor? Life is a joke. What are you talking about? Everything's funny. If anyone's like, I'm a fan dad. Like, <laughs> oh, you must be super cool at parties, Claudia. You know, like, wait, I know Claudia. I love you, Claudia. No, it's... see like what i did right now that was all a joke i came up with it on the spot it was all just a joke i have the ability to be funny without trying to be funny and that's mainly what got a lot of girls to like me thank you but a question (laughs) does it help you or help your audience from the emotional well-being being humorous having a stand-up comedy yeah of course tell us a little bit more about the stand-up comedy and what kind of message you want to provide to your audience how do you want to impact them? I believe, I believe the world is filled with funny things. 
and I believe the world is filled with good energy, inherently. The whole point of comedy is just to take a break and have a bit of fun Mm -hmm. and see how someone, their brain can be messed up enough to intelligently make these horrible jokes Mm -hmm. and not mean any of them. I believe the people who joke about the worst things are those who are not going to do them. People usually get offended from you or not in all cultures. No, 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 no. At all. No. So anything that you see on TV that I've done is, of course, approved by uh, the Dubai government. It's approved by everybody, the Film Commission, Abu Dhabi and everywhere in between. So the content is approved because I don't tend to offend. I just say funny things that happen to be a little bit bad Mm -hmm. uh, because they're funny. But comedians who swear a lot or whatever, they're they're not funny. Mm -hmm. Right. Just because you say the F word or what doesn't make you funny at all. Um, it doesn't make you creative. For me, it's just to bring your personality out. And I did that first show with Starsplay because I wanted to take a break from everything else. How long and was to, that? A year, year, a year ago, mm-hmm. year back. And uh, it hit, uh, it was the, it was such a good, so you go to Starsplay, right? Ahmad Hafar rated R, enjoy. And in the first month, it was trending. It was top three on the entire platform. And now I'm in discussion with them to do another one. And I'm super excited about it. And I'm also in discussion with another, and I can't say who it is. It's mm-hmm. a big N. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> for, <laughs> for, again, having my own my own mm-hmm. comedy special there. And it, they're going to happen. Let this podcast be a memorability. At some point in time, you're going to see them on TV and be like, oh, Ahmed talked about it. They're going to happen. Because I'm amazing at what I do. And there's no reason for it not to happen. But how it shifts to comedy then? How it came to you that, like, okay, let me pursue the comedy line. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little yeah. bit of an exclusive, mm-hmm. okay? I'm going to tone it down a little bit because, of course, I'd like this talk to be as professional as possible. But I'd like you to give me three subjects that are completely random, okay? So you take your time. You say subject one. You take two seconds. You say subject two. You take two seconds and then you th- say the third one. But none of them have anything to do with each other. Have we discussed this before? Tell the people. Have we discussed any of no. this? No. Whatsoever, okay. right? Okay, so just like a magician would, you know, show you about me, right? Uh, or the guy who tells people on Amigle, that's where I got the idea, uh, give me, you know, a bunch of uh, words and then he raps about them and he puts the words Mac something. So give me three subjects and I'll turn them into live comedy for you right now. And you came up with the subjects, not me. Okay, and make them so hard. Like, they have nothing to do with... I'll give you an idea. You can say Egg, uh, Mars, and uh, Bentleys. Mm-hmm. Right? Could okay. be anything. You could... As complicated as you'd like to be. No, no. Wider. Sports, real estate, study. Sports, education. real estate, education. study. Okay, so education. So sports, real estate, education. You ready? Okay, so guys, I can't physically move because a lot of this has to do with my body. But okay, one more time. Uh, no, they need to be in the same order. So... Sports, real estate, education. Because we're going to go like that, okay? So sports, real estate, education. You ready? Okay, check this out. In three, two, one. And that's the thing with sports. I don't get it. Like, are you not afraid that your whole body is just going to break at any given day? It's like you have these amazing stars who just like started off and he's 20 years old, ready to take on the game. Young Jeremy is ready to keep running and keep kicking. Two weeks later, Jeremy has unfortunately broken his leg and his career has ended. But we've given him $25 million to support him for the rest of his life. Like it's crazy. Sports is such a lucrative thing because you're crazy enough to do it. And there's a lot of different things in life that's like the second you do them, it's like, oh my God, that person. That's why people respect people who do sports so much because they're insane. And there's so many different types of sports in every way. You've got people 
on boats who are ready to like i don't know go into the middle of the ocean middle of the night but we're trying to find a very unique little fish here it's a very unique sport we're doing you're gonna get eaten by a shark my dude how is that okay with you it's unbelievable and yeah people just do insane things that i can't even imagine how they they can even accept to do it like some of them they're just like intense very intense like real estate why are you doing that huh i don't understand What's the point? What's the point of that? Is that a sport? I feel like real estate is a sport. Today, I'm going to be calling 10,000 people and telling them, would you like to buy this? Like, dude, that's a sport of its own. Your mouth don't stop nonstop. Unbelievable. And the thing is, when you look at people who do sports and the people who do real estate, most of the time, they're not educated, especially people in real estate. It's like, huh, I'm self-made. I uh, studied with my mother when I was 12 years old and uh, she slapped me a few times and <laughs> I knew how to sell because Baba said he's going to throw me out of the house. Allah Azim. I don't, I don't get it. Like that has nothing to do with education in any way to be in real estate and to be in sports as well. So I like, remember in the movies, like, oh, Jerome is not finishing his high school uh, homework. Oh, that's because he's going to be a basketball champion, dad. Let him do his thing. Support our boy. And then the teacher goes like, if you don't pass this test, you're not going to PE anymore. Like it's all cringe to me, to be honest with you. So yeah, I think sports is an amazing thing. People who work in real estate are very annoying. I'm joking. I'm not. <laughs> and education is for those who like, listen, if a doctor's going to open up my heart, that dude better have a fucking, you know, better have a degree. All right. But if a dude's like, well, I have to show you this house, mom. I have to show you this. This villa is beautiful. It's amazing. Like, I don't, you know, dude, just talk. You know, it's fine. It's like the guy who showed me my apartment when I got my apartment. The guy showed me, I was like, this is an amazing apartment. I'm like, can I judge it? <laughs> this apartment we had Prince Abdul Aziz <laughs> bin Muhammad bin Abud happening here. He sat down, drank tea. Yeah, where? When? How? And people in real estate, I think they're just like they're amazing. Their sport is acting. That's what mm. I think it is. They're incredible. So I call Hollywood, be like, "Do you need eleven thousand people from India in real estate? We can get in for you as early as tomorrow morning." There you go, live comedy. <laughs> Cheers. Man, well done. MashaAllah. Well done. <laughs> I love how your brain works, actually. Ahmad, you opened a school. And I think it's, as you're always creative, it's super unique in what yeah. you're offering. Absolutely. Tell us about it and what you're trying to achieve with it. So it's called On The Field Creative Academy. And uh, it teaches, at the moment, voiceover. And it teaches speech and communication. And it teaches audio production. So wow. let me explain what these three yes. programs are. The first one is called voiceover. And it's a 17 to 18 week long program that teaches people how to become voiceovers based on their personality and their character. Mm -hmm. But we don't give them generalized programs. We create, well, I created the first one-on-one custom-made, tailor-made programs that are designed for each and every person based on their personality, their character, their confidence, their problems, and wait for it, their traumas. So the traumas from their childhood, mm -hmm. the things that they've been through that has affected them. People will be like, what does that have to do with, with the voiceover? Voice, yeah. It has everything to do with it. Because when you're actually behind the microphone doing a job, it's not about doing one or two jobs. Mm -hmm. It's about having a career for the rest of your life. And then as they do that, in order for them to join, they go through something called the assessment, which mm -hmm. is 15 questions with me personally. Mm -hmm. And I ask them these extremely, extremely personal 15 questions. We, they, we sign NDA, so mm -hmm. I don't, you know, like it's mm -hmm. like a therapist, basically. I keep that information with myself and whatever they see, they keep with themselves. And I created basically a curriculum from zero because I'm a school dropout. I never followed the academia route. So I wanted to build a school that teaches experience. So instead of having an internship, you come to our school and we give you the equivalent of three years of experience 
in three to four months. Wow. It's an online or offline? It's at the moment offline. offline. I'm I'm planning on adapting it online soon and uh, for very, very cheap. At the moment, it costs between fourteen dollars to $15,000 to join. The online version will be generalized and summarized for people to get an idea, which will be around $700 for the exact same program, but it's going to be generalized. And at the moment, uh, this program, after learning everything, we help them enter the market, who to talk to, who not to talk to on a global level how to shape their personality, their character, their social media, to adapt the voiceover lifestyle, uh, what sells, what not sells. And we create an entire portfolio for them with their voice, but we choose the brands that fit their voice so that when they get work that are similar, they already understand what kind of brands fit them. But a question, that means like a voiceover person can reject brands because it doesn't fit them. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And the best voiceovers do that, me included. Mm-hmm. I reject a lot. Can you give me an example? Uh, Maybe okay. you don't want to say brands, but we just we yeah, want to resonate with it. it could be anything. It. So say somebody is requested to do an accent that they cannot do, but they want the job. Mm-hmm. So they try to mimic a certain accent from a certain place they're not from. That is wrong. That's one example. And you can have a lot. So basically that program gives you three years of experience in three months. It's personalized to you and your personality. It, we create an entire portfolio for you. The teacher is briefed on who you are as a human being before anything else. It is all one-on-one, so there's no other students with you uh, in the room mm-hmm. itself. And at the same time, we connect you with all of the necessary production houses and clients, including my other company, Mindloop Studios, so that you can actually start getting work and making your money back. And for the rest of your life, you're making money. So you pay $14,000, $15,000, which is much cheaper than a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. And I am rewriting what I believe is the meaning of an internship in a modernized way. So I'm modernizing internships in the creative media field. Mm-hmm. So that's the first program. The second one is called speech and communication. Say you don't want to be a voiceover, but you're a CEO mm-hmm. or you're a kid, you're mm-hmm. eight years old and you your family speak. wants to invest in you and your speech, your communication, your articulation, your pronunciation, your character, your personality, how willing you are to converse. Kids need that. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids need that, but it's personalized to you. Mm-hmm. specifically based on your story based on your trauma everything based, based, based on based. everything and if you're a kid luckily you wouldn't have mm-hmm. any of those yet so how do we avoid those how do you empower your mindset to the next level so if you have kids and you want to take them to the next level for them to grow with a different mindset that's the speech and communication program also if you're a ceo and you're not comfortable being behind the camera or speaking on stage or all of that we do that, but not in a basic way where get behind public the camera speaking, and, yeah. and blah, blah, public speaking. No, it's not about public speaking. It's about understanding who you are as a human being with your staff, with the, the people that you work with. You run a freaking company. You need to get your head in place and you need to be a certain type of person. So we teach that. And then the audio production is basically say you went to SAE, School of Audio Engineering, where people become audio engineers or composers or whatever. You want to enter the market and make money by making music for TV commercials or whatever. Where do you start? How do you start? What do clients look for? You don't have any experience. You need someone to give you a shot. The hell with that. Pay $14,000 and we make your career happen. It's mainly, that's, that's pretty much it. Very interesting. For a lot of audience, for, uh, from our audience, anybody can start a career in voiceover or not? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's why not just anybody who applies to my school gets mm-hmm. to get in, right? That's why we do the assessment. And I can tell from the first two seconds if I'm going to accept them or not. Because mm-hmm. at the moment, we need approval from the board. And currently, I am the board. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but give the people, for example, somebody that watched the podcast and think, oh, it might be interesting for me. What are the tickers? 
Look, you need to, whether you're a male or a female, you're a kid, you've got kids, whatever it is, you want to enter the voiceover industry, you need to understand that when you go to any production house or any studio where these, are, these advertisements or announcements are recorded, they're more than welcome, they're, they're, they will welcome you in to get to behind the mic, they'll give you a script, they'll tell you to read it, and then they'll judge it based on that. Unfortunately, 99% of people do not have that natural talent to be able to kill it in a certain way. And even if they do, they don't have the experience to back them up. What do you charge? How do you charge? Based on what? What is usage rights? What is royalties for your voice? Who owns your voice? Uh, blah, blah, blah. There's a million things people don't understand. So what I look for is intelligence, resilience, people who are patient, who will understand that they won't make their money back immediately. It's going to take them a few years, but then the rest of their lives, they're making a new career for themselves. And at the same time, to be able to genuinely have the kind of strong personality that can be put out with their voice. So I don't. So the last thing I care about is their voice. Because listen to my normal voice. How annoying is this voice compared to the way that I change it? The way that I put you in a mood where imagine a spa and imagine the mountains and the ranges. Suddenly it rains and suddenly we continue. And there she is, the love of your life. As you hold her hand, as you walk down the aisle, as you look her father straight in the eye and you tell him, I will never do your daughter wrong. I will never do anybody wrong. But that's why shops you love delivered better. Download the Insta Shop app now. And that's why the all new Alain Plus, immune to almost every. Look, look at, mm. look. I just. <laughs> so you need this. And that's why I built the school for you, the people. So you don't have to suffer. How people apply? They have to, first of all, at the moment, I'm still building the entire thing. We've had 71 students successfully for the voiceover program. Speech and communication is still in testing. Mm. And audio engineers, four students. So the most selling, you know, the hottest mm. one, of course, is the voiceover. And out of the 71, each and every one of them was more or less word of mouth because mm -hmm. I do not have enough teachers to handle a lot of requests. So at the moment, I would say, send an Instagram, uh, send to my Instagram, Ahmed Hafar official. Of course, he's going to put me as a collaborator on everything here. So send me a personal message. Uh, I have my personal manager, Reem. She will scout your profile. If, you know, we see you got what it takes, we will reach out to you and invite you for an assessment. But be in the mindset of working very, very hard and paying $14,000. If you're not in that mindset, please do not contact us. Thank you. I'm building the Rolls Royce of education. All right, like here, dude, like honestly, I'm not gonna go uh, and uh, freaking here, right here. This is my Ferrari California T. This car is worth a certain amount of money. I'm not gonna go there and be like, can you give me this for 200,000 dirhams? They'll laugh at me, okay? So certain things in life have a certain value. And this is what I valued this program to be worth at. And this is just the start. We're gonna increase it the more successful it is. So get it while you still can at this price so if you're like oh why am i paying fourteen thousand dollars to become a voice you're not paying fourteen thousand dollars to become a voiceover you're paying fourteen thousand dollars to change your freaking life so bit of a difference all right all Just right <laughs> dm him on instagram yes absolutely what are your hidden talents and skills that nobody knows hidden talents and skills i can make some killer lebanese breakfast dishes specifically from tripoli unbelievably delicious um, I am so a big practitioner. Absolutely, ahla wasahla. It would be an honor. Yeah. Walaou yasef. You'll have hummus habbatheene at tariqa trabalsiya. Absolutely. Um, we should make it happen. Yes, we will make it happen. Uh, so there's that. Other than that, I am good at driving. Um, I like racing. That's why I buy these cars, not to show off like most people. I know how to drive, and I actually drive them. They don't collect dust in my garage. 
other than that, I really like making people happy. And I randomly sometimes talk to people on the street who I feel like are a bit down without mm-hmm. telling them who I am or what I, none of that. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's about them. And I believe my communication skills, even though are very clear during the podcast and during my career, people don't know how I am when it's a one-on-one thing. I really mm-hmm. feel people. I am an empath deeply. Uh, so I can feel people going through something and I really do want to help them. I do not go randomly giving people money because that's disrespectful to them, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I believe giving them the tools and the mindset will take them a much longer way. And uh, last but not least, I'm really good at swimming. <laughs> and I can hold my breath for as up to one minute. I'm joking, like 30 seconds, but like still pretty good. And other than that, with the girls, I'm pretty, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm a strong believer of habits and routines. Yeah. For to be successful, you need to follow a particular framework. Discipline, yes. Yeah. What are your habits and routines? I work 24-7 and don't think of anything else. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Do you like prioritize your mental health so you do this, this, and that? No, do I, do, I, I, I do what I have to do. And once I'm done, once it's amazing, once I've overdone it 10 times more than the client thought I was going to do it, once my team and any of my companies does an incredible job, once my teachers change somebody's life, then I can take a fucking bath. Love that. What's your goals? Oh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be internationally famous for things people can't even think about at some point in my career. And if not, I've already done the impossible. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be there. Uh, my goals are to em- empower and help as many people as possible to put so many smiles on their face because I was made for that. And I'm super cute, so I'm meant to make people feel good. Uh, that's why I look like this. Hello. <laughs> Can you believe this is the guy you hear his voice every day and his music all over the Middle East? Do you have any idea? No idea, right? The insurance market. <laughs> so yeah, like take insurance market, for example. For me, that was a great project because it just came to me in five minutes and it put a lot of smiles on a lot of people. I, I had no idea it was going to be this big in the region. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy who voices it, his name is Guy. Uh, so I got him to, to sing it for me. And I also sing it, the insurance. So his mm-hmm. voice is perfect for it. So we mixed our voices mm-hmm. and everything. And, and when we put it out there, uh, it, just, it just took over. But then when you compare that to the music I did for Shoba Realty, mm-hmm. uh, which is Tnerna Shoba. Like it's just something yeah. about that luxury real mm-hmm. estate, you know? And uh, very soon I'm starting on a bunch of stuff and I just finished the new uh, home. I, ugh, so much going oh, on. God. So much going on. But for me, my consistency, let's say, is to just keep shoveling out these amazing ideas. And Bishkur Allah, I thank God every day that I have this brain that is able to do this. And now that I have, you know, literally 10 plus years mm-hmm. of experience doing all of these things, or mainly the music and the voices, whatever, I no longer have any form of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, like if a client doesn't understand who the hell they're talking to professionally, then that's on them. Uh, but no, luckily everything is going out. So a bunch of things that are coming out right now, let's say for them. So the school is going well. We've got a bunch of new students. Sign up if you think you have what it takes. Uh, make sure you bring a checkbook. I don't like the whole, we'll think about it. You're out, all right? I decide. Uh, second of all, I have what's coming out soon is the music, the official music for Schumart. You, you said humble and, down, humble <laughs> down. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's the thing. People take it seriously. That's the comedy part. In case you didn't exactly. see through that, that's that's actually the comedy part. Uh, anyway, uh, I've got a bunch of brands coming out soon. All music. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Schumart. Uh, you have Service My Car, which is going to be very annoying, mm-hmm. similar to Insurance Market. I'll give you a teaser. It goes like this. Service my car. It's really funny. Wow. Yeah, it's very uh, annoying. 
And the voice behind that is a guy called Pete. He's a lovely guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he he pulled it off. His voice is perfect for it. So there's that. And we also have CFI, the trading platform. Thanks to Mr. Hisham for believing in me. It's still in the and still working mm-hmm. on it. And then we have I have Dubai Post, which I'm very wow. honored to to announce that I'm making the music for Dubai Post. And then we have uh, why am I blanking? And then we have uh, <laughs> I mentioned Trumar, right? I did that. And then we have oh yeah, Kafu. I'm working oh. on Kafu. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, and then a lot of others to follow. Amazing. All music. Um, so honestly, like for me, it's just. Let's go. Let's love go. It. I Let's see, go. I, Let's go. I, I see the fire. I yeah, see yeah. the passion behind it. You love it. <laughs> What yeah. kind of message do you want to leave the audience with today? Follow my account because I'm starting to take it serious uh, for once. I've got like 17,000 people or something. It's not a lot. So support it because I'm actually funny sometimes. Uh, you have to one. follow him, guys. I love this guy. Uh, you, you will like the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I'm taking it, I'm taking my socials a little bit more serious. I'd like you to understand that your self-belief goes down to you when you're alone. If any, if you actually listened to this entire podcast and you lasted this long and I bothered you in any way, shape or form, please look into yourself. Look into the things that you don't like about yourself rather than the things you don't like about me. For you, my brother, my sister, I love you guys. This is for you. Just look into you. Understand that anything that I've said today that might have bothered you or like, oh, he's annoying is just because I accept who I am. And you know what? Maybe I am annoying, but I'd much rather be annoying in a Ferrari than annoying in a Toyota. So, yeah. And it's not about the money. It's about the fact that I understand who I am that brought me there. It's not about, oh, this, you know how many people have money? I'm broke, right? Honestly, me and you, like, you know the people, right? Mm-hmm. You know how much money people have think money matters? Just because I have a few nice cards, you think I have money? You're crazy. I have sustainability. I have the ability to think forward. So the message is to yourself. If you don't have love in your career, in your future, in the things that you do every single day, what are you waiting for? What are you actually waiting for? Huh? Just judging people left and right? It's not going to get you anywhere. You got to love yourself. You got to eat well. And eat well doesn't mean eat healthy all the time. No, eat garbage, but enjoy it. Celebrate it. Celebrate your life, man. Just celebrate. You're alive. You're literally alive. Do you realize that you're like, oh, it's not a big deal? It is. <laughs> it's impossible. Look around you in millions of miles and kilometers. There's nothing, but you're alive here. You can touch wood in your hands. What keeps you? Hold on. What keeps you inspired and fired up? Music. Just really? music. Absolutely. Actually, can I show you something? Yeah, cool? sure. Okay, guys, check this out. You're going to love this part. This deserves its own reel, okay? So I was in Lebanon a few months ago because my lovely sister Rina was visiting from France with her lovely kids, uh, Leana and Lorena. Respectfully, they're, uh, respectively, they're 10 and 8 years old. They're adorable. So obviously, they love their uncle. I inspire them a lot. They love my music and my little... You know, uh, the sonic branding I do for companies and the jingles and all that. So uh, we were exiting from uh, my hometown, Tripoli. Uh, we're going to Beirut. So we had a private taxi. The guy's uh, name, his name is uh, Mr. Khadr. Mm-hmm. And he's a great guy. Uh-huh. So he owns the taxi place. And my mom uses only him personally. And mm-hmm. she forces him like, you're the only one driving me. And he's like, of course. So now that her family's in town and I haven't seen my sister in a few years at the time. So, of course, I stopped everything. And I went to Lebanon for a few days to see my sister and her kids. And to see my lovely mama. Love you, mama. And uh, we're, you know, he exited onto the highway. And as soon as he got to the left lane, there's a black Mercedes in front of us who just cut him off. Right? Mm-hmm. And like one of those uh, super fancy mm-hmm. ones, blah, 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 right? Like, 
and it cut him off like the, literally just went like this like it was pretty mm-hmm. close so of course he's you know like he stopped the car and he, he jiggled a little bit and then instead of swearing because you know you know he yeah. wants to swear mm-hmm. but my mom and my sister and her kids are in the back sitting seats the back. and i'm sitting in the front so of course he's not gonna swear but what happened is the person who cut him off as he's cutting him off he horn he, he uses the horn he's like ee, as he's going so he it's his right to use the Dude. horn not the other guys right so what does he say he's like oh hey, hey. zamir zamir he has a mother right zamir he has a mother he said so literally and i don't know why but just the way he said that sentence gave birth to an entire song so i put on my headphones i i use garage band on my phone which is a music production uh, on my phone and i made an entire song and when i finished it i screamed it's done right and everybody was like what, what are you talking about and i told him oh what you said half an hour ago i made a song and he's like are you serious and then i played the song and looked at my mom and like the guy is like you like you need to look like this you're driving he looked at my mom's like I think your son's a genius. <laughs> but yeah, let me play it for you. Wow. Um, and by the way, I can even show you guys. This is untouched. This project is still untouched, literally. It's just I made it and that, that's it. So it's still an idea. I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to put it out there. Nancy, uh, Habibti, if you ever see this, or Elisa, I miss you. A very long time. I look like this now. Uh, if you guys want to sing it, Milhamzan, remember me? I made your song, Yalla. So, yalla, ha, 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 ha. I get to say that 10 years later. <laughs> if you guys want to sing this, Anjad, uh, you're welcome to. And I would love to produce it with you at my studio. So, check this out. Uh, it's on the phone, as you guys can see. I produced it here. I can even zoom in on the instruments. So, you see how I made it. There we go. No glare. And, uh, yeah, listen to this. So, I'm going to play it once without singing it. And I hope you guys figure out the hook. But if not, I'm going to sing it right after. Here we go. Okay, now let me sing it. Here we go. <clears throat> I don't sing, by the way. Do I know how Larbon? I live. I know how Baldon. Oh, eh! Yeah, just all the phone. No way. That's from this incident yeah. in Lebanon. Yeah. <laughs> you sit in the car, you. Well, I was dark. bored. It's an hour to Beirut. What am I going to do? I'm just going to sit there. Got to oh, do something. Wow. So, yeah. Respect, man. <laughs> Thank you. Before we close the episode, mm. I enjoyed it so much. Thank you, Habibi. We Me have too, um, a tradition in the okay. Alpha Talks podcast. Yeah. Which is. We have what we call it the Alpha Talks memoir. Uh-huh. Every Alpha guest mm-hmm. that sits on this seat mm-hmm. has to do three things. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Number one is he needs to write his experience in the Alpha Talks podcast. Okay. The second has to write a question mm-hmm. for the, the next, next Alpha guest. Lovely. It's a way of connecting Absolutely. Alpha guests together. And the third is who do you recommend as an Alpha guest who can really inspire and impact our audience? Lovely. Okay. I like this. Before we move forward, I need to ask you the question from the previous alphabet let's do it sometimes the questions are okay what would you do in life if you knew that you couldn't fail exactly what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) honestly (laughs) true true i would like to thank you very much for having you today 
course. And it's a pleasure. And you owe me a breakfast. Yes, I do. And it's going to be amazing. He's going to look at the chickpeas and the fool and the hummus. (laughs) Hummus. And it's going to be like, yeah, Ahmad, do you have any more? Because my God, you just ruined all of my gym exercises for the past two months. And that's why I tell him the garlic, especially the Lebanese garlic style. Oh my it's God. just amazing. Okay, I think tomorrow, I'm hungry. Tomorrow breakfast. I'm hungry. <laughs> tomorrow breakfast. <laughs> Thank you so I'm much for pleasure. having me. I appreciate it. That wraps another inspiring episode of today's show. I hope that this episode has ignited your inner alpha and left you feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to conquer any challenge that comes your way. Remember, alphas aren't born, they're made. It isn't about dominating others. It's about embracing your authenticity, leading with integrity, and making a positive impact on the world. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Alpha Talks on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review and share the podcast with your fellow alphas. Also connect with us on social media at Safer Hakim. Share your thoughts, insight, and stories of personal and business growth with us. Let's create a movement of alphas supporting one another. The world needs more alphas like you exactly. Until next time, stay bold, stay driven, and stay alpha.